You may be seated. Pueden sentarse en este momento. And uh, kids, I think you are ready to go. So right now, what I would like to do is invite all the little ones to go to children in worship. Parents, if you are here for the first time, uh, you are more than welcome to go with your kids and, uh, and experience a cl the class that they are uh, going through, the program that they are uh, participating with. Los niños, como ya ustedes se dieron cuenta, ya salieron y pues ellos van a estar eh, en sus clases. Si nos están visitando por primera vez, con toda confianza pueden ir y participar de sus clases. Well, if this is your first time here at Sunrise Community Church, we welcome you. My name is Martín Mora, again, and it is, it is a privilege to have you here. Si es la primera vez que están con nosotros por acá en Sunrise, pues les damos una cordial bienvenida. Um, as, you can, as you guys know, I've been here with uh, Sunrise for many, many years. I joined this uh, spiritual family in 2000, so that makes it 19 years already. And uh, uh, Flori in the back, she's my wife, and uh, she also works with, uh, with our staff here. She is the one who keeps everything in order, including myself. And uh, uh, husbands, you know how that goes, right? But uh, again, it is, it, is such a, it is such an amazing privilege to be part of this uh, church body. One, one of the things that I really uh, admire from uh, the culture that we have in this church is that everybody gets involved, everybody participates, everybody uh, volunteers. We have guys right now making sure that our cars are safe, that people are safe. We also have uh, volunteers teaching our little ones. We have also volunteers helping on Wednesday night. We have volunteers making coffee for us so that I can wake up this morning. And uh, it is, this is a, a, a church that participates, that, that grows together. So it is, it is very, very, it's a very fun family. Normal family, okay? So, es una familia muy linda esta, en nuestra iglesia. Esta iglesia es una iglesia donde todos participamos, nos involucramos cuidando niños, haciendo café. De todas formas, nos involucramos en el ministerio. Um, I have three children. Two of, the, two of these kids that are not kids anymore are what we call millennials. And uh, yes, uh, yes, feel the sorry for me. And then one, it's a Gen Z kids. And it's interesting because with, uh, when your kids grow, you learn new things about life. You learn that, for instance, uh, with each uh, generation comes new fashions, right? Uh, new haircuts. So I'm trying to catch up with the millennials, too. <laughs> it doesn't work, though, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. And uh, also with, uh, with each uh, new generation, we get new words as well. And uh, the, when I, the first time I've heard this word, adulting, I just fell in love with this word. Man, it's such a cool and powerful word. It explains so much. You can uh, summarize uh, a bunch of things by using this word, adulting. Um, check this out. According to the folks of uh, Merriam-Webster, using the word adulting, started appearing on Twitter in 2008 and 2009, but it surged in popularity in 2014. So since I discovered this word way past 2014, guess what? That makes me officially old, okay? 
So I hope you guys were aware of this word before me, okay? Because really, it's, it's a new word. It is a new word that, as you can see, it, uh, uh, we can use, and it, is, it gives us a lot of uh, uh, fun things to do and things to apply for. Um, one of the trends online that is also very interesting, it's hashtag. This hashtag thing is so interesting as well because uh, for us who didn't grow in the uh, internet age, we have to adapt and we're always catching up with what is this hashtag. Funny story, I, I teach music and uh, for me that symbol, it is not exactly a uh, hashtag. I had a different name. And I remember one of our, my guitar students came one day and uh, asked me a question. Uh, uh, teacher, how do you play F hashtag? <laughs> and it is F sharp. So it is a true story. So for me, it was a sharp. It was a symbol of numbers, but now it's a hashtag. And, uh, but anyway, so one of the, uh, uh, the trends right now online, it's adulting, it's hard. And yes, adulting, it's hard. It's learning how to be responsible. It's learning how to pay bills on time. Uh, it's uh, fixing our house, paying taxes. It's also changing our birthday to April 15th. You know that date? Very important. So it is reminding ourselves of our responsibilities. Uh, not forgetting to do an oil change, for instance, once in a while. Uh, young parents, Part of adulting, it's changing smelly diapers, right? Yeah. Those are the things that we have to do as, as we grow. So it is, it is not easy uh, working in our backyards, right, Temo, Megan? Lots of work, you know? Having a, a house, it's fun, right, Jason? Going through all that grass and things like that. So adulting, it's hard. And when I say adulting, it's not adultering, okay? It's, it's adulting. <laughs> just, just checking, okay? Follow me, follow me, okay? No es esta palabra... Adulting no existe en español y voy a compartirles un poco más en la clase porque es una palabra muy, muy divertida de cómo nosotros podemos y debemos crecer en, en línea, que podemos crecer en nuestras vidas. So, the bottom line, growing up, it's hard. You know, you, you have to learn how to do life. That's, that's the bottom line. We have to. Uh, it's, it's part of the process of being alive. But how about our spiritual lives? Could it be the same? Should we create something, a new trend, something like hashtag adulting my life is hard? Is it hard or no? To me, it's hard. You know, I got to be honest with you. It is, it is sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm cruising. I'm, you know, flying, growing, developing good habits. But other times it's just like depressing. You know, you, you got to fight sometimes. So I think, you know, it'll be cool to do a, a new hashtag, adulting my life, adulting my spiritual life, it's hard, because it is. That's the reality. We're going we're gonna to see what the Bible has to say about this uh, topic. We're going to read, open up the Bibles in Second uh, Peter chapter 1, 5 through 11. And I'm going to read in Spanish first, and then we're going to read in English. So Second Peter 1, 5 through Second Peter chapter 1, 5 through 11. I'm going to read in Spanish first. Precisamente por eso, 
esfuércense por añadir a su fe virtud, a su virtud entendimiento, al entendimiento dominio propio, al dominio propio constancia, a la constancia devoción a Dios, a la devoción a Dios afecto fraternal y al afecto fraternal amor. Porque esas cualidades si abundan en ustedes los harán crecer en el conocimiento de nuestro Señor Jesucristo y evitarán que sean inútiles e improductivos. En cambio el que no las tiene es tan corto de vista que ya ni ve y se olvida de que ha sido limpiado de sus antiguos pecados. Por lo tanto hermanos esfuércense más todavía por asegurarse del llamado de Dios que fue quien los eligió. Si hacen estas cosas no caerán jamás. Y se les abrirá de par en par las puertas del reino eterno de nuestro Señor y Salvador Jesucristo. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them, it's nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Lord, as we read and meditate in your word, speak to us. I pray that you will open our spiritual ears to hear your truth, Lord. But Lord, also help us to be sensitive to your amazing grace as you speak truth into our lives. Señor, abre nuestros oídos, abre nuestra mente, abre nuestros oídos espirituales para escuchar tu voz, para escuchar tu verdad, pero también haznos bien sensibles a tu increíble gracia mientras nos hablas estas verdades tan importantes en nuestras vidas. In Jesus' name, amen. And what a, what a reminder Peter is uh, giving us to all of us. And it is, th this chapter is very important. Actually, this whole letter is very important because it, is, it was written for mature Christians. It is not for, for babies, but it is for mature Christians. And, uh, and Peter goes on explaining us, reminding us uh, why it's so important to do this. In verses 5 through 7, we are reminded to add goodness. In other words, virtue, good morals to our faith. To add knowledge to that faith with good morals. Uh, Peter also invites us to exercise self-control and also perseverance, not to give up. He also says, hey guys, let's add a little, a little bit of uh, uh, godliness. What is this? Well, uh, uh, spending time with God, a uh, life of prayer, a uh, life of uh, interceding for one another. All of this, it doesn't stop right there. And, and Peter says, but guys, there's more. All of this with mutual respect, loving one another. So the list is it's, it's quite lengthy. It is not uh, easy. 
about, it's about growing up, it's about uh, adulting our spiritual lives. Todo este, esto que nos dice Pedro es muy importante, es el desafío, es el recordatorio de que tenemos que ser intencionales en nuestro crecimiento espiritual. So, what happens when we grow spiritually? What happens when we don't stay in that uh, plateau? Peter explains, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Eh, ¿Qué pasa cuando nosotros nos esforzamos por, a, por eh, tener estas virtudes en nuestras vidas? Bueno, vamos a crecer en nuestro conocimiento del Señor Jesucristo. Let's look at, at, a, at a very cool example, and it's in uh, the book of Acts 17, 10 to 12. Vamos a leer un ejemplo de qué pasa cuando nosotros hacemos esto en el libro de Hechos 17, del 10 al 12. As, as soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul was saying was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. Tan pronto como se hizo de noche, los hermanos enviaron a Pablo y a Silas a Berea, quienes al llegar se, se dirigieron a la sinagoga de los judíos. Estas, estos eran de sentimientos más nobles que los de Tesalónica, de modo que recibieron el mensaje con toda avidez y todos los días examinaban las escrituras para ver si era verdad lo que se les anunciaba. Muchos de los judíos creyeron y también un buen número de griegos, incluso mujeres distinguidas y no pocos hombres. See, these guys, the Berean Jews, they were good people. They were people of uh, moral character. Uh, they received, as we were reading before, uh, the message with uh, enthusiasm and, and, and passion and intentionality. They study the word every day, every day to make sure that Paul was preaching from God's word. Can you imagine? That would be incredible. Every day, us studying the Bible, checking, making sure that Pastor Raz is preaching from the word of God. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So that's what these guys did. Can you imagine having Paul and uh, with all of these guys with the Bible, making sure that he was speaking the truth? That's dedication. That is... That is an incredibly uh, mature spiritual life. So what happened as the result of uh, these guys being so uh, dedicated into their spiritual growth? Well, the Bible answers. Many people believed. These Bereans, I hate them, man. It's, they, they put me down so bad because they, you know, they were up here. And uh, man, I, I feel like I'm not at the level of these guys. These guys, really, they were adulting their spiritual lives. They were intentional in uh, growing estos. Esta gente de Berea, la verdad que nos hacen ver muy mal porque ellos estaban eh, en su máximo, ¿verdad?, de crecimiento espiritual. Y ellos eh, 
crecían y cuestionaban a Pablo cuando él, sí, para asegurarse de que él hablaba de la verdad. So these guys were adulting their spiritual life. So, you know, we have this example of uh, the Bereans, and then, uh, but then we have to face reality because it is not that easy. I don't know you guys, but, you know, what I see in my life is that God encouraged me to grow. I, I was presented with the truth, with passages like this, but when I face life, I realize that it's not that simple. Uh, it, is, it is complicated to grow. It is, it har it's hard. It requires us to be uh, intentional again. It, esto de crecer espiritualmente no es tan fácil como parece. Sería muy lindo decirlo y boom, y ya somos maduros espiritualmente, pero requiere de un esfuerzo. The hard truth is that growth, it's hard. It doesn't seem hard. That is, until what? Till we have to do it. It takes hard work. It takes focus, dedication, none of which comes easy. Growth means stretching and expanding. Anything that is not growing, guess what? Shrinks. Growth, it's painful. Behaviors, addictions, bad habits. I'm telling you guys, all, all of these things, one, you think you are done with bad habits, addictions, and issues, they are there. You have to be intentional, fighting. You have to be so aware that that those things that you let go will try to get you again. It is, it is, it is life. That is the reality. You must remember to make every effort to keep them away from you and to move forward. Everything in this world will fight your growth, your flesh, our skeptical minds, our friends. Our schedule, my own doubts, everything is fighting so that I don't grow spiritually. Todo, de veras, tenemos una batalla. A veces nuestros amigos, a veces nuestra mente escéptica eh, nos alejan de ese propósito que Dios tiene para nosotros. Growth requires you to redefine who you are and what you can do. And check this out because it happens. Some people will be uncomfortable when you start growing spiritually. Alguna gente se va a sentir incómoda cuando empiezas a crecer espiritualmente. They would, they would prefer you to stay the same. And that's, the, that's the sad truth. And why? Because it makes them feel better about themselves. La verdad es que hay gente que se va a sentir incómoda cuando nosotros empezamos a crecer espiritualmente. Ellos van a preferir que estemos como éramos antes. ¿Por qué? Porque los hace sentir mejor acerca de ellos mismos. Esa es una realidad muy triste, pero es parte de la vida. Look what verse 9 says. But whoever does not have them, all these virtues, is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. There is a, a Christian uh, theologian who I admire a lot, and uh, his name is John Piper, and I love how he explains this uh, verse. 
and I'm just going to read it. The problem with the person who does not strive toward all the fruit of faith is that he's blind in two directions. When he looks to the future, it's all a haze. And the promises of God are swallowed up in a blur of worldly longings. I think that is what it means to be short-sighted. And when, we, when he looks to the past, the forgiveness that made him so excited at first, it's almost forgotten. And all he sees, it's an empty prayer and a meaningless ritual of a baptism. What, what, how John Piper explains this verse is, is that we fall into this trap of really forgetting our identity. We forget where we are coming from. We forget what Jesus did for us on the cross. We forget the promises that he has for our future. Nosotros nos olvidamos a veces de lo que el Señor Jesús hizo por nosotros en la cruz. También nos olvidamos de las promesas que el Señor tiene para cada uno de nosotros. So, this is very important because, you know, when, when we fail, when we messed up, the guilt, the shame gets us. I don't know, have you ever felt, have you ever messed up? I have, and it feels horrible. It, it feels bad. And uh, the, the enemy takes advantage of those uh, feelings, those uh, mistakes, sin in our life to make us feel worse. So, but again, we cannot afford to forget Christ's sacrifice on the cross for each one of us, neither forget his promises in our lives. No podemos olvidarnos otra vez de lo que el Señor hizo ni de las promesas que él tiene para nuestras vidas. Friends, we are not alone. We are not the only short-sighted blind people. The same Peter, this is very important for us, and this is comforting to me. Uh, the same Peter who is telling us to grow is the same Peter that Greg Peterson was talking about last Sunday. Remember the story that, that Peter was sharing with us? By the way, Peter was not exactly a white guy, you know, just, just saying. He was more like a Middle Eastern looking person. But this is, this is an image. This is just a, an image, a representation, just, just for fun. That was a joke, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, so, so what happened to this Peter? You know, uh, Greg was telling us last week that what he did, you know, he was invited by, by Jesus to go up to the holy mountain. And when he got there, suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared next to Jesus. Imagine you are in front of your savior, your leader, your Messiah, and then two of your spiritual heroes. So what, what Peter did, what Greg was telling us last week, he said, hey, guys, I'm going to build a tiny house for all of us. And we're, we're going to stay here in this mountain and have fun for the rest of our lives. Forget about the rest of the stuff. Oh, my goodness. He forgot already what he was created for, what he was being trained for. He also forgot right there on the spot what Christ came uh, to the world for. He, he forgot. But not only that, check this out. 
It was Peter who left the boat to walk on the water and really quick took his eyes off Jesus and began to sink. It was Peter who took Jesus aside to get on his case because Jesus started talking about his death. So Jesus had to say, Peter, stop. Not this nice. It was, it was a little more aggressive because Peter was really messing up. He was forgetting. And he was corrected really hard by the Lord. It was Peter who drew his sword and attacked the servant of the high priest and was immediately told to put, it, put, his way, put away his weapon. It was Peter who boasted that he would never forsake the Lord even if everyone else did. Even Paul challenged him on one occasion because he could see that Peter was behaving hypocritically. So, without a question, the apostle Peter was an apostle most of us can, can identify with. I can, I don't know you guys, but I do. Uh, sometimes I feel like I am going in God's direction, but then suddenly, when I'm, when I'm aware of myself, I'm back here. Have you experienced that? You know, uh, I, I said, well, you know, my bad temper, I got a hold of my bad temper, it's right here. And then suddenly, I'm back here, screaming, uh, maybe not thinking on what I'm going to say. So, that's an example right there. The, what brings comfort to me is that uh, Peter, as he was writing this letter, he had time to meditate on, uh, on his life. And along the ways, he discovered the how, the how to manage this thing. Uh, according to scholars, when, when Peter wrote this letter, he was about 65 years old. And uh, he was already, uh, yeah, in the last days of his ministry, a, a few, you know, sometime after he even died. But it was until he was 65 that, that he has time to write this letter for, for all of us. And I believe the answer for him and for all of us, it's found on the verses before today's reading. Uh, let's look at verse 3 and 4 of that same chapter. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. So how did he manage to continue growing to do this adulting spiritual life? It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Peter finally understood that it was possible to grow through his divine power, through his divine power and precious promises. Dice, mediante su divino poder, así fue como Pedro se dio cuenta de que podía crecer espiritualmente, no era por él mismo. Y dice, mediante su divino poder, 
Dios nos ha dado todo lo que necesitamos para llevar una vida de rectitud. Todo esto lo recibimos al llegar a conocer a aquel que nos llamó por medio de su maravillosa gloria y excelencia. Y debido a su gloria y excelencia nos ha dado grandes y preciosas promesas. Pedro finalmente entendió que su crecimiento espiritual era solo a través del poder de Jesús, de su poder y de sus promesas. If you try to become like Mother Teresa, if you try to become like Peter, if you try to become like Jesus on your own effort, that's called legalism. Si, si pretendemos llegar a este nivel espiritual y compararnos con la madre Teresa de Calcuta, con eh, el apóstol Pedro, con Jesús y decir ya lo alcancé por nuestro propio esfuerzo, eso se llama legalismo. And I have news for you, you will fail, you are going to fall. Vas a fallar si lo haces con tu propio esfuerzo. You will judge people, that is not as holy and saint as you are your spiritual journey will be a series of just empty rituals si nosotros nos enfocamos en alcanzar todo esto con nuestro propio esfuerzo and esto se vuelve un juego se vuelve vacío todos van a ser puros eh, rituales vacíos but if you remember always that Jesus already paid the price and accomplished all these things for you Your growth, your spiritual journey will be full of grace and forgiveness. Si nosotros reconocemos que es por medio de lo que hizo Jesús, que ya Él lo hizo todo para nosotros, nos vamos a dar cuenta y vamos a reconocer y vivir en gracia y vamos a vivir una vida de perdón también. The Holy Spirit is going to guide us through this process. That is the power in, in us. It is, it is the Holy Spirit. Jesus left, but he says, hey, I'm not leaving you guys alone. I am sending the Holy Spirit. So how, how do I know if I know Christ? How do I know if I'm uh, moving forward? That's, that's an important question. How, how do you know that you are on the right track? ¿Cómo sabemos que estamos caminando en la dirección correcta? ¿Cómo sabemos que el Señor nos ha llamado a esto? Esa es una pregunta muy importante. The evidence that God's power has been given to you is that you are right now making every effort to advance in the qualities of Christ. I think what Peter is saying in verse 5 and 7 is this. True Christians do not stop pursuing growth in grace. They go on, they advance, they apply themselves with diligence to increase in these things that we were uh, reading before. I love how this, this guy, uh, John Piper, explains this whole process of, uh, of uh, not staying in one spot spiritually. He, he calls this holy dissatisfaction. And I love that because, you know, it is living a, a holy life with dissatisfaction. It's uh, stretching. It is uh, recognizing that, yes, I was able to overcome this, but my journey doesn't finish there. I have to carry on. I have to grow. I have to uh, be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is telling me uh, to address in my life. 
es importante, ¿verdad? Eso, me encanta como lo dice este señor John Piper. Es una disat... Eh, I don't know how to say that word in Spanish. My goodness. Eh, es disat... Oh, insatisfacción santa. My goodness, it's right there on the screen. That's a tough word. So, do I speak Spanish? I don't even know what I speak anymore. <laughs> And, uh, but anyways, that is such a cool uh, way to explaining what we need to experience as, as Christians, uh, as, as believers, you know. It is a holy dissatisfaction. That is such a powerful phrase. Es una insatisfacción santa, que, que sigamos creciendo, que sigamos avanzando en el Señor, ¿verdad? Peter, from an arrogant, stubborn, forgetful man, he became humble, willing, obedient, servant of the Lord, even to death. He rejoiced in that day of his death, knowing that he would be reunited with his beloved Savior. Qué lindo, imagínense este, este Pedro que era tan arrogante, tan olvidadizo. Él llegó a tal punto de crecimiento espiritual que dio su vida por la causa de Cristo. Él esperaba con ansias encontrarse con su Salvador, el Señor Jesucristo. Friends, growth, it's hard. But growth is life. Don't you love when you see your little kids growing? Don't you love when you see a, a, a baby taking their first steps? Qué lindo, ¿verdad? Cuando podemos ver a nuestros niños creciendo, cuando esos bebecitos empiezan a dar sus primeros pasitos. Growth is life. Growth is life. Growth is life. So let's continue growing in the things that matter. Again, let's continue growing in the things that matter. Your faith, kindness, generosity, love, Wisdom, humility, and understanding. Ese es mi mensaje de esta mañana, que hagamos un esfuerzo para seguir creciendo en las cosas que realmente son importantes. La fe, la gentileza, la generosidad, el amor, la sabiduría, la humildad y el conocimiento del Señor. As, as the, uh, the, the worship team gets ready, we're going we're gonna to pray through singing. And I want you guys to meditate on what you need to maybe surrender to God. Maybe you are done dealing with uh, an addiction, but maybe there is a, an emotional addiction in your heart that you have to uh, surrender or acknowledge that you need help. And uh, the Holy Spirit, again, it's here. He is wanting to walk with you. In this process. Que en este momento podamos este, orar y meditar y saber que no estamos solos, que el Espíritu Santo nos va a ayudar y nos va a guiar por este caminar. So, let's, let's, let's pray together and then we'll, we'll sing together. Lord, thank you for your word and we receive this word with grace. We receive this word understanding that it is hard that it is hard to grow, that it is hard to surrender, to surrender myself to you, 
wholly, completely, 100%, I know that I still carry a lot of... I know, Lord, that I, that I still struggle in many areas of my life. But, Lord, thank you for this reminder that you have chosen me, that you started this process in my life, and you will finish this amazing process of transformation in my life. Lord, you are leading my life. Thank you, Lord, for your word, because your word transforms us. Gracias, Señor, por el poder de tu palabra transformador, porque es por medio de ella que podemos ser transformados. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Holy Spirit, give us the strength. Help us. Help us to continue growing in you.